0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another episode of Truth Hurts on the Hustle and Shine podcast. I'm your host, your girl Mel V, the MV Pen, and I just want to thank you all for tuning in today and also wish you all a happy holiday season. <sighs> today, I have a interesting topic. Um, and I want to give a shout out to Arts prevail Project and their founder and CEO Darius Daughtry for inspiring my topic today based on a play um, that I saw this weekend and it was it was a phenomenal phenomenal play and it touched on some topics that made me think and also brought to light a lot of things that we don't discuss. Um, in our community, and that goes unviewed, undiscussed, unmentioned, and it's time that we make a change for that. So this is the play that I saw. Um, Unfortunately, you guys can't see it because it's behind my face, but it was called um, The Happening, a theatrical mixtape, Black Like He and it was a all male all black male cast and they touched on a slew of topics and things that affect black men on a daily basis which brought me to my topic of things we don't talk about black men have trauma too so often you know we address the the trauma and the PTSD and the things that Black women encounter, and the struggles of of Black women, but too often we overshadow um, the trauma that Black men experience, whether it be child abuse, um, you know, um, overcoming police brutality. Um, those Black men who, for whatever reason, don't fit the status quo of Blackness um, and receiving or losing their Black card, quote unquote, to being homosexual, a male homosexual in the Black community, to a slew of topics. And um, later on in our show, the director of the play, Darius Daughtry will be joining us to kind of give us some insight on what made him want to create such an amazing production. But I did want to get on here today and kind of touch on it and not only bring some light to some of these traumatic experiences and what they cause and can cause in our Black men in our community, but also to shed some light for our Black women, to help gain some understanding um, and, clarity on some things that may be happening to Black men in their lives, whether it be sons, husbands, brothers, um, friends, any of that, to help gain some light on why some of these things might happen and what we can do as Black women better to help help them heal, um, help uplift, and help encourage our strong Black men. So I want to kind of dive in And I'm going to jump into um, the first scenario of child abuse or sexual abuse, should I say, um, of children. So often we hear of young women who have experienced um, sexual abuse growing up, um, but we tend to overlook the fact that young boys experience it as well. Um, statistically, one in six young black boys will be sexually molested at some point in their life. One in six that's that's a lot um And sadly, you know we raise our young boys um, to not be emotional, to not cry, to not seem, quote unquote, weak um, or vulnerable. And so we have these young boys who experience this traumatic thing, um, being sexually assaulted at a young age. And that translates into anger. It translates into uh, misogyny, male chauvinism, and things like that. And so we meet these men who have this very pompous, arrogant kind of you know lack of care or respect for for women and we automatically are deem them you know as jerks or assholes or whatnot and i don't want to make excuses for their behavior because of course the behavior in itself is not acceptable however i think it's very important that we address the fact that sometimes this stems from This sexual childhood trauma. Remember, I said one in six. So, if you can imagine um, a community full of black men and knowing that one in six of them have been sexually assaulted. And so, that in itself can speak a lot of value to why some men, not all, um, have the view or feelings towards women that they do. Um, and they carry this trauma. So this happens to them at a young age. They become teenagers. They're now sexually confused. They're, they're, they're not understanding some things because they've never had a chance to talk about it. Um, overall, in our community, we tend to shy away from having these conversations about sexual abuse and sexual assault. Um, But especially when it comes to young black men, it's not talked about ever, um, very rarely. And so you have these men who are carrying this traumatic experience with them their whole lives and then now become adults who have never healed from this. And so you get a lot of what we see in these narcissistic, chauvinistic, misogynistic men that we come across. Um, and so one thing we need to start doing, um, and as we go into other topics, but this is kind of an overall blanket statement. One thing we need to start doing as a community, but also as Black women, when we address these men in our lives, be it our sons, brothers, husbands, boyfriends, cousins, friends, whatever, when we address them, instead of asking them, what's wrong with you? Why do you act like that why do you why are you like that we should start asking them what happened to you what did you go through what have you gone through and allow for them to be able to feel safe comfortable and open enough to express these things to get a better understanding of what they've gone through um in addition to just you know the the sexual abuse that, so many of these men have gone through as a child. You now become a young young adult or an adult male with all these other pressures that come with some level of traumatic um, experience. Um, case in point: this this whole idea of not being black enough, you know, or or having your black card revoked because you don't talk a certain way. Or you don't dance a certain way, or you don't dress a certain way, um, or you don't, you know, comb your hair a certain way, or you listen to certain types of music. We stigmatize these young men and make them feel like because they don't aren't gang banging or drug dealing or listening to rap music or you know disrespecting women, calling women out their names or things like that. That that not only one reduces their manhood. But then, it all, then we also call into question their Blackness. And some of these these boys get abused and picked on and bullied in school or ostracized as adults with the crowds and where and who they can't hang out with from high school to college. And we again, create another traumatic moment and experience for for these men. And it is horrible because all of the other experiences that come along with simply being a person of color. Um, Do not go away because you have not conformed to this um, socio-economical and cultural stance of what is blackness. So we need to really um, stop classifying blackness by these stereotypes. Um, regardless of what music I listen to or they listen to, regardless of how they dress, regardless of how they talk, at the end of the day, they are still Black men. And we need to respect them as such. We are adding to and catering to this trauma. Um, And then we're adding to it, and then we're not addressing it. We're not dealing with it. We're not talking about it. And we're just building this time bomb, this ticking time bomb. Um, and then when it explodes, we are are like, oh, how could you do this? How, why are you why would you ever do such a thing? Or why are you like that? Why are you so angry? Why are you so mad? Why are you so socially distant? It's because of these traumatic things that we continue to perpetuate. Um, another one of these things is being homosexual. Um, male in the Black community. For some reason, um, being homosexual and female across the board is considerably way more accepted. Um, And this is not, I I want to preface this, but this is not me um, advocating one way or the other, whether people are for it, against it, believing it or not. It's more so about the uh, hypocrisy one in accepting one and not accepting the other, but then the level of trauma and stigmatizing that comes with being a black male who is heterosexual. And because we've created such a traumatic mindset around this, you have these, these, these boys who have these feelings growing up and become you know older gentlemen who then now marry women um, for the sake of appeasing culture and society Um, but are struggling every day because they do not feel like they can be themselves. They are struggling with their own identity. They are struggling with depression because of this. Um, And then you have some of them who marry these women and then, you know, date on the down low and then cause a whole nother school of problems, all because we have now stigmatized and created this traumatic environment for our Black boys and Black men because of their sexual preference. But we don't tend to do that to Black women. Um, And so there's so many of these traumatic experiences that we create. Um, We teach our young boys that the only way out of a bad situation is to become a successful athlete or to become a rapper or some sort of um, celebrity in that right, that 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 is their key out. Um, And then, you know, far be it for one of these young boys to be athletically prone um and you know um showing some sort of potential we drive this home we are like we push them into all these championships be like oh this is how you're going to go to college what you're going to do you're going to go to the nba the nfl and all of these things one the number of slots available and the probability that that's going to happen. Even being great and magnificent is slim. So now we've placed these individuals on this high pedestal with these expectations of being this phenom. And then when that doesn't happen, they feel insignificant. They now feel inferior. They feel like failures because we've pumped this into them for all this time. Um, And then when they don't achieve that, they're left with, well, what do I do now? And then we as a community, you know, often run up and, you know, we see these people and we're like, what happened to you? You used to be such an amazing football player. You was an amazing basketball player. Why aren't you in the league? Not understanding the trauma that we are creating in these individuals because you're basically telling them, you were great at this. And because you are not at this point in your life, you are not, you're not successful. Your value in this world is not diminished because you did not become this person. Whether it's through their own fault or um, something out of their control, what happens when this individual gets injured or if they get injured? And all they've known their whole life is you're going to the NBA, you're going to the NFL, you're going to be the next LeBron James, you're going to be the next this so-and-so. And now they have an injury that prohibits them from doing that. And we look at them as you're not where you're supposed to be in life, adding more trauma. And then we wonder why these men turn to alcohol and drugs um, and other means, uh, other dysfunctional behaviors um, to to gain some level of peace or or escape um, or to gain some level of clout and status because that's what they've been told their whole life they should have. We gotta stop. We've gotta stop this, 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 this instilling and continuing feeding this trauma. Black men go through enough. Most black men, if you stop and ask them how, how sure they are that they will make it home at the end of the day, most of them will tell you that they're not that sure. Simply because of the color of their skin, we've watched over the over over decades um, how the lives of black men have been taken frivolously for any reason, especially when it comes to you know police brutality of late. and the level of police brutality and police killings of young Black men, but young Black or young people of color in general, but of course it is more prone in young Black men, is almost a mirror image of Black's lives being diminished during segregation and slavery. And it's, it, it's not changing. Um, one of the, the, the key moments in the play that I saw this weekend was they did a side-by-side depiction of Emmett Till and Trayvon Martin. And it was kind of the conversation, not really the conversation, but their reflection of what those final moments were like for them. And you have Emmett Till, who was, you know, this was, you know, 50 odd years ago. And Trayvon Martin, who was, you know, within the last decade. And it's almost identical in the fact that you have these two young black men who did nothing wrong, but were condemned because of the color of their skin and ultimately lost their lives before it even began. Before their potential could even be seen, before they could leave any impact, their lives were cut short. For nothing more than being young black men, and that is something that all of our young black men deal with and face every day when they walk outside. Every mother, every wife, every sister—you um, know—in the back of their mind, somewhere has that fear and that concern that when my young son, or 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 brother, or husband leaves this house today there is a possibility that they won't return. And so let's add that, let's couple this with now you're grown men going through things like this or teenagers, Um, now you have someone who has now gone through this um, abuse as a child um, and this false image of my only way to succeed is to be this. And now every day that I walk outside, there's something I cannot change I am a black individual, individual of color. And just because of that, when I walk outside, I have to be conscious of what I say, what I do, where I go, because it can make the difference of whether or not they make it home at night. We have to be more conscious of this. We have to be more aware of the daily and generational and societal and cultural traumas that Black men face. We also have to get away from this, you can't cry, you can't be vulnerable, you can't show emotion, you can't be hurt. Um, We gotta get, they're human beings. Um, And then we stigmatize the ones who recognize this and want to go to therapy or counseling to get help for this. And then we're like, oh, you're going to therapy? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with them is that there's a society that says if you choose to get help and better yourself, you're not strong or something must be mentally wrong with you um, because you're going to see a therapist as opposed to saying, Nope. you know what? Being, Being people of color in this world is tough. And maybe we need help to cope with life. We've gotta stop overlooking, overshadowing, and undermining the trauma that black men go through. Um, and so many people, when they find out about these things later on, um, are like, well, I had no idea that you were going through this. Why didn't you talk to me? Why didn't you share this with me? Women, ladies, I'm going to give y'all some real key advice and I would behoove you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Men open up, speak, and share in places where they feel safe and where they feel heard. If there are men in your life that are not sharing things with you and possibly sharing them with others, but have not come to you and opened up to you, and shared things with you, chances are that is because they don't feel like you will hear them. And I want you all to know there's a difference between listening and hearing someone. They don't feel like you will hear them. And they don't feel like you are safe for them to divulge or share these intimate parts of their life. So my advice to you is if you have a man in your life, son, husband, brother, father, whomever, friend, where you can sense that there is something off with them, but they are not speaking to you, ask yourself, am I providing a safe space for them to feel like they can talk to me? Women, we are emotional beings. We will talk and pour and share. When we feel hurt and angry, we we let it out. Men are not. Men will not speak to you. They will not open up to you. They will not divulge to you if they do not feel safe and if they do not feel like they are being hurt. So please take that into consideration when you are approaching the men in your life, to have these discussions. Sometimes it's not a space for you to talk. Sometimes it's just a space for you to listen. And I let them know that they are heard. So that's my first real gem for today. So if you you don't take anything else from this, women, please take that. Secondly, we need to stop degrading our Black men because of societal status quos of what the man should be. And we need to be more conscious of asking them, as I mentioned earlier in the show, instead of asking them, what's wrong with you? Why are you like that? Ask them, what happened to you? Because more often than not, I can promise you, that somewhere in their life, they've experienced some level of trauma, some level of hurt, some level of disappointment. And if we continue to approach them from a point of negativity, instead of a point of understanding, we will forever be in a position to one, lack compassion, two, be able to grow, heal, and progress as a society and as a community. And three, be able to heal all of these traumatic things that they're going through. I'm going to take a pause right there. I'm going to jump in our comments. And my special guest for today has just chimed in, so I'm going to have him join me. But let me check out our comments over here. Oh, my goodness. Our our CEO, Miss Natima, our CEO is blowing up the comments. Let's see what she has to say. Facts won't allow them to explore their interests because we impose our agenda on them. Absolutely. We we set in our minds what someone should be, how they should be, how they should act, how they should look. And then when they, when they don't fit that mold, we ostracize them. We criticize them. We put them down. Um, and then we just continuously create more trauma for someone who's already been through and continually going through enough trauma in their lives. We got to stop doing that. We have to stop. Let's see here. Learn to affirm and cover our men without waiting for them to speak on it. You simply sensing something is off is your opportunity to cover them, to affirm them and cultivate a conducive space. Absolutely. You know when something's off with the men in your life. Sons, husbands, fathers, brothers, any of that. You can sense it, especially if you're in tune enough. Let me not say everyone can If you're in tune enough and care enough to pay attention, you can sense when something is off with them. And so that is your opportunity to create that safe space. That is your opportunity to pray for them, to talk to them, to open up um, a means of communication for them to approach you. Um, But as I said, you have to make that space safe and they have to feel safe. It can't be safe on your terms. It can't be like, well, I feel like I'm safe because I'm always, no, you, they have to feel safe with you. And then when they're talking, you have to and listen and not just listen to say, I heard you listen to really hear what they're saying. So I am going to bring in my special guest, my dear friend, um, playwright, poet, author, philanthropist, director, producer extraordinary. So let me bring on Mr. Darius Daughtry. Darius.
1: What is happening?
0: How are you?
1: Ah, I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I'm blessed. Can't complain.
1: Well, good, 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 good.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know it was kind of last minute, um, but I guess I came to your show on Sunday and it was just so impactful that um, I called my other host and I was like, do you have a show for this week? Because if not, I have one. And I was like, I got to get it out. I need to talk about this. I've been talking about it since Sunday. um, And I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to come on um, and let the people see you and know who you are, but then also share with them You know your vision behind this production um and what made you want to put on this type of production um as well as you know your experience um you know and your ideas and concepts behind this trauma as 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 a black man but before we get into that definitely introduce yourself tell you know people a little bit about yourself where they can follow you um and and check you out and all of that
1: oh awesome so first of all this um honored to be in the space and thank you for having me my name is darius v daughtry i'm a poet playwright director um, nonprofit leader uh, community advocate and all the things um, if you check out my name darius daughtry or art prevails project which is my organization you'll find everything that you need to know um, regarding the show so you're talking about the happening of theatrical mixtape Volume 4, Black Like He. Um, you know, for me, it's always about uh, building and uplifting community, um, giving space and um, opportunity for conversation, and building opportunities for people to have more in-depth conversations regarding things that we don't really talk about a lot. So, uh, you know, we do a series, so The Happening of Theatrical Mixtape, and um last year the focus was uh, a woman's worth and we focused last year on women and specifically black women and their experiences and a lot of the feedback that i got was this is great and when is you know what's happening with for, for men and mm-hmm. what's interesting is that i I'd already had been writing something i'd already written something that was um that i was going to do at some other time but not necessarily in connection with our series, but like when so many people kind of gave that particular feedback, I decided to kind of go into that and, and delve into that and pull some stuff from that because I I felt that that's what that's what the community needed and and we need to have this conversation and we need to present some things that that sparked thought and um, things connected to black men that we don't really get to see and and so. That's kind of where it came from, just the, the thought and my own experiences and what I opportunities that I've had over my life and that I didn't have over my life to have real deep and in depth um, experiences of being vulnerable and being open. And, you know, I, I like to write and present things that I may not have seen before. So how do I? if if, if what do I need? like me like for me as a, as an individual, like what do I need to see? what would I have needed to see as a, as a as a seventeen year old sixteen year old, like a twenty five year old what what do I need to see? And so that's how this came about.
0: That's amazing. And I mean, I agree, it is definitely something that needed to be seen. Um, it's something that is not addressed um, at the top of the show, I was discussing how we so often, Focus on the trauma that Black women go through and the struggle that Black women go through, um, which is relevant and important. Um, you know, as a Black woman, I'm like, yeah, we have our our fair share and our our heavy load, but we miss the Black men.
1: Yeah. And
0: then you know we see Black men who are they call you know when they say products of their environment or products of their community and all this stuff. Um, when in actuality they're products of their trauma
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, for sure. we never address it yeah for sure and I think um you know and from that we have we create this kind of division that exists right and there's always this kind of like um antagonistic relationship that we kind of that that's kind of perpetuated between black men and black, black women mm-hmm. right and so you see that a lot in in our circles in our community um but you know if if the more you're able to empathize with other people the better we are as a community the better the more we can heal and Mm -hmm. i think this you know the idea for this particular show was to kind of create empathy one like but also to give space for black men to to view the play to view the experience and, and be able to see themselves in that and feel like they're not alone feel that they can actually be vulnerable, that it can, can actually be open in spaces, you know? And so um, hopefully, you know, by presenting this, there was some opportunity for healing, both, both as for black men, but also for black women and to have some better understanding of some of the experiences that, they, that they've had with black men.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that it, it was, it was super beneficial on both ends. Um, I believe that Black men finally feeling like somebody's acknowledging and recognizing all that they really go through from childhood to adulthood and things that they have to worry about or be concerned about every day that we overlook or minimalize as just, you know, whatever. Um, and then, all, and then like you said, for Black women, um, we are raised a certain way and, and given this certain outlook on on black men and then, especially those who grew up without a father or there was no father around, you grow up with this very negative viewpoint of black men. And we don't take a minute to delve a little deeper to kind of try to understand why that is. It's like, we, we can say, well, we're like this because, oh, I didn't have a dad around. Or my mom worked too much, or you know, I dealt with colorism, um, you know, or you know, my size or my, and we just forget that black men go through stuff too, and so we meet these hurt, broken, traumatized men, and instead of taking the time to understand, we stigmatize them.
1: You know, and that's the I think there's a, um... It's a very. We are very uh, myopic and selfish in the way we view things. just people in general, mm-hmm. we're very myopic. We think about ourselves and how this, um, how we've been impacted and things that have affected us, and you know, and that's an, an unfortunate thing that we that we have um, developed. I think over the years. I think you think about like black folks and and our. And in, like, our internal instinct is to be more communal and more understanding of others in our community. But over the years, I think we've become more um, just like self-centric. And so we think about ourselves and then how this hurts us and how we feel and, how, and everything. And, and we are sometimes unable to just look at the ne- the person next to us and see, okay, well, They are human being, too. And the reason that they're doing this is not just because they feel like doing this. There is something that is the impetus for all of this. So, you know, to not excuse people's behaviors, because at some point you have to take accountability for yourself, you know, whether whatever whatever traumas you've you've experienced, you got to take accountability for the thing that you do. Right. But at the same time, the other person person looking in, you have to have some understanding as to why people are behaving or might behave, be behaving or acting this way. And I know it's hard, though, because men specifically black men, you know, are taught not to express. And so they just oftentimes we, you know, black men, we just act and do the things. And you're not you don't know why we're doing these things. And so then you create your own narrative as to what this means and why they're doing it. And and then you label them this and label them that. And so they may be jerks, you know, they may be doing some, some dumb stuff. You know some crazy stuff that actually hurts you so don't i'm not and anything i say i'm not saying just excuse that because that because of that but you know is there some understanding as to you know where that that has generated from you know
0: yeah try to understanding and then possibly helping sure um and i mean i'm gonna ask you but give my opinion and ask your thoughts on it but i feel like a lot of men well when they become men, do and act and create these certain environments around themselves from the trauma, but not recognizing their experiences as traumatic?
1: Sure. I think so. I think, you know, people in general, like, I mean, unless you're really doing the work, Mm -hmm. like you don't oftentimes recognize actual trauma that's, that's in, that's affecting and informing how you behave and how you act on a daily basis right if you ain't doing the work you don't know right you just be like all right cool whatever. this is who I am and you and this is who I am this is why I like this I don't like that I, I like this I do this I do that and that's just it but if you are not like really delving deep doing some you know therapy doing some, some shadow work or whatever it is you know like meditating and, and going into self and really reflecting you ain't doing that then you don't you're not you're not even aware of yourself right? right so how can anybody else fully really be aware of why you're behaving or acting a certain way so they just chalk that up for you being a being whatever you are and then you know then you can be dismissed in that way so i think it's important for all of us to really you know when that, whatever that practice is delve deep and try to figure out who we are really and why we are acting and behaving in certain ways and. The things that have affected us and have created the being that we are today and so you know if we do that and have a better understanding of ourselves then we are better suited to interact with the rest of the world you know and so you know i don't know like so i think that's step one and i know there's a there's a taboo and so in the show kind of we touched on that the idea of you know therapy you know there are two specific scenes that actually talk about therapy Right, and so, um, you know, it's important. I think you know, and for some, therapy may sound you know like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. But at least be able to find somewhere, some space to be able to talk about whatever you've experienced, you've experienced, or you're experiencing. Uh, find some way to connect with that, so that you can be better. Right, we all can be better. Absolutely. When we put the work in, we can be better
0: absolutely I, person, I think therapy is amazing <laughs> i feel like just i feel like just being a person of color in itself gives us enough reason to seek therapy <laughs> i don't if if none of the traumatic stuff happened to you to yeah. that extent i feel like j- just just because of what we go through being people of color yeah. is yeah. enough to be like i gotta go talk to somebody because that in itself presents its own daily struggles not to add in all the extra additives that happen and can happen throughout one's life. Um and for black men, I, I think it's even harder because for black women, we've gotten to a point now where we have examples and outlets and things that address consistently the struggle of black women,
1: yeah, absolutely. You know when, and there are these spaces because you're because you know women right you're you have the spaces and opportunities to feel like okay cool i can be vulnerable i can be open i can explore these things that are affecting me but Mm -hmm. the stigma of being a man just first of all beyond being a black man but being a man and the things that are tied to that and how we are often taught to just you know suck it up or you know don't don't act like that. Don't, don't you know what I'm saying? Like you know, like connecting what we feel are not qualities that we should ascribe to, you know, then then we kinda keep that all, all that stuff bottled up and we kinda keep it connected in, inside of us as opposed to figuring out and, and really putting the work in to figure out what it is that that really, really is going on inside of us.
0: Exactly. No, you you hitting the nail in the head right
1: there.
0: Yeah. Um you touched on so many things in the play like Mm -hmm. it was so much (laughs) um i know for me probably there were two huge moments that were like almost like hold my chest like i want to run up on stage and give you a hug you know moments and it was the only only
1: two only two
0: no i mean overall but i mean there were two like moments that were like wow like you know what i mean like overall what what were those it was the um the in the car getting pulled over by the police scene and i think that one was so well maybe there was three honestly there were three That one, um, because of how you depicted it, it was almost like the gentleman in therapy talking and Mm -hmm. then the other gentleman, like the person in acting out what he was talking about. So it wasn't just so much hearing him talk about the experience, but seeing it and being able to feel that moment. It was just Mm -hmm. like, um, and I think we've all have had that moment of like driving Red and blue lights go on, and you're just like, <gasps> um, and I feel like, I mean, especially more so now with the last few years of death death by police, um, mm-hmm. where women have now also been more affected. Because there was a point where, you know, it was like, eh, but it wasn't as much. Yeah. And so now it's it's almost become like equal territory, like male female, it don't matter. So. Yeah. um i feel like it's been heightened for us but that has been something that has been for for black men period you know yeah. Yeah. um so that to see that and feel that emotional and like really understand what you know mentally emotionally psychologically physically your body goes through in those moments it was huge so that was one yeah. then it was the sexual abuse scene
1: yeah
0: that was like <laughs> at first i was like wait what's happening because like you know he was he was talking and then he would just automatically like retreat back to being a child and then seeing it and the broke the breaking down in that it's like to imagine that what we saw displayed emotionally and that crying and that breaking down seeing it that way to note that that's what's happening internally for so many of our black men and they're not getting it to put out. So all of that pain, all of that hurt, all of that confusion, all of that anger is boiled up into this cancer that they carry every day. Yeah. And then the third one was um, the Emmett Till, and Trayvon Martin, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I mean, that one, it was... I don't even know. <laughs> that scene, just to... We watch movies, you know, there have been, you know, two Emmett Till movies within the last, like, year. There was yeah. the one that was on TV and then the one that was in the theaters. Yeah. Um, so we've seen it played out by actors and, and professional actors on a movie screen. But there's a different impact in a play when the person is right there. Like
1: right there, you can touch them. It's yeah.
0: right there. Yeah. It makes it a little bit more real because this is someone that at the end of the day is gonna walk off, and you can actually see them. Yeah. And although they're portraying another character, this is actually what black men clearly currently till to this day are going through. But to see and relive or imagine because again, this you know we don't know for sure, but to imagine what was going through their minds in those moments, um, you know, calling out for their mother yeah. or literally pleading for their yeah. life, yeah, you know, yeah, those those were three. I mean, across the board, there were some, there were a lot of. It touched you. I said you touched on topics that were so relevant and stuff that i could relate to you know i've been approached by that guy that's like yo mom come in and it's like and i have nephews and and little cousins that act like that and i'm like what the heck are you doing like that's not how you talk to women right Right. um you know understanding that young athlete who his whole life has been told you're going to the nba you're going to nfl like you're going to take us all out and you're going to be you know the icon, and this, and then it's like uh, I blew yeah, my knee out.
1: What? And then what? What happens now? Yeah.
0: Now what? Now now right. now I just feel like a failure because this all is right. all I've ever known and all aspired to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but there were so many. But those are my three. But I want to ask you: you can you can address those three that I addressed, but cool. also, was there one of those traumatic moments that was either the most difficult for you to kind of be like, oh? um or was the most kind of emotional for
1: you i mean the the two that you two of the ones you mentioned like the emmett till trayvon martin and then the like um mm-hmm. like abuser scene like those two were were kind of just tough scenes to, to mm-hmm. work on to write to develop you know all of those things were, were tough right because you know like you don't really want to kind of get into that and the, and the feeling that it has right the weight of those things are are, are heavy um you know but I think the, for me the what encapsulates the entirety of the of the show is the scene in which the young man like the funeral scene that exists
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and then at the end the young man is is, you know he's talking about the idea of feeling like like the world's against him and he can't get any help and he doesn't know where his help is coming from mm-hmm. and then and then all of these men come up, and support him mm. in that, right? They tell him, "We got your back. We yeah. got your back. You ain't alone. We got your back." And I think that is both a a mantra and an aspiration and a hope, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that we have, like these black men, feel comfortable enough in a space that other other people have their back. They don't. They don't have to feel alone, mm-hmm. right? Because as black men, we often feel we are carrying it all on our shoulders. And we gotta do everything right in every way. And the idea you know being able to feel like you can lean because he's in the scene, you know, he physically leans back on other people. Yeah. And so if you can actually feel, feel that you can lean on others and, and they and they will hold you up and you can trust that. And you can mm-hmm. be yourself and you can be open and you can be honest and then it'll hold you up. That that is thing that is an aspiration i think you know when you talk about all of it like even through all the trauma all the the heartache the the things that we that we won't talk about the fact that we can you can have people and you can feel that you are not alone in this space is what's important you know and whether that is men whether it is like you know your woman your family or whoever it is that you can feel like you are not alone You Mm. don't have to carry all these burdens by yourself. Yeah. Um, So for me, that is that—that's what it and and that was like even like working on that and like that was important. Like even as visually, like it was super important to get that like that that feeling of seeing him being able to lean back and them holding him up, right? So so through all the ones that are traumatic, like the material and the. Uh, the Trevor Martin, that that thing was heavy. That thing was hard. I thing had to be felt. I'm, I'm crying while I'm writing that. You know, I'm crying while we're in rehearsals for that. You know, doing other scene with a Predator. You know, like that was super hard. Myself, the actor's name is Denzel, and so you know, working on that with him was tough. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like you know, in you know, he was hesitant parts of it like he was like hesitant with it because i'm like nah you gotta really go there right to really yeah. to get this what this is you gotta really go there you Gotta oh, really he went there yeah, <laughs> you did an amazing job an amazing yeah. job and, and then the other scene regarding the police that like that is based off of an actual like incident that i had that's based off of oh, my wow. own like, my own experience like it's literally my own experience in that in that moment like i'm that kid oh. that that was that that was You know like everything like the way that it was written it was me you know Uh, so yeah like that's the idea that you know speaking reality to the Mm -hmm. to the experiences is important
0: yeah no yeah it yep you you y'all brought the emotion like we felt it (laughs) but yeah that that last scene definitely with that visual of this black, you know, black men saying I need help, and everybody and these people saying I support you, I have your back, yeah. and not just people, other black men.
1: Right.
0: It's, that's what we're missing. I feel, you know, it's like as black women, like I have girlfriends that I could call when I'm mm-hmm. going through stuff and I can cry and I could be mad and I can yell, or if I haven't seen my friend in a while, I can call her and say, I miss you. Like we need to hang out. Yeah. But because of what men have been taught, it's like it's almost like if you tell your male friend I miss you, he kind of like.
1: Well, that's that was in this show. That yeah, I know. Show, right, no, I right. know. Like he said, I miss you, dog. And he's like, "What? What'd you say?" <laughs> like you that know, what was- saying? like like right. like what you talking about? <laughs> like that, and that's the thing. That right. is the thing. Like being, you know, when he him, would you become all emotionally vulnerable? Right. Like that is, like that is a thing. We can't, you know, we feel that you can't just be that because yeah. then, like now, you're gonna get this all these other labels that. That you don't want to have, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, no, that's not me. Like, I'm, I'm, I am me. But like, this is what I'm feeling, yeah. and like, it's it's a great place to be able to feel and create relationships. And I think for me, that's one of the goals is like, you know, as black men, you know, in the audience, like being able to see like the kinds of relationship that they can actually have. Like, right. you you can actually be this, right? You don't have to act like you super hard or super this or whatever and unemotional and you don't have any emotions right like you can be be there for people in ways that you can actually listen to them and then they actually can actually you know say what they're feeling you can actually say what you're feeling and all these things right so if, if you know walking away from the show if somebody feels like oh okay you know what man I need to call my, my boy and just check on him and see how you doing you know right. like let them know like i'm here like if that happened if that happened from from the show then then um then that is more than enough
0: yeah no i agree and it was it's so i mean un, uh, unfortunate but fortunate that the show aired right around the time that the whole situation with Twitch yeah happened Claire. And it makes you think because yeah. um, as you say, like black men are not told are not taught to be emotional and to share and to talk about trauma and hurt and pain. Um, and so they put on this facade and I'm I, right after <clears throat> um, his passing people, they were like showing like his last tweet and his last like Snapchat and his last, and he's just like dancing and happy and, all of this stuff and it's like yeah that was all a facade
1: you know exactly it's like so you know right it's like we have we 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 feel that right we we have to present a certain way we Mm -hmm. feel like we have to present that we are handling business that we're taking care of things and whatever and so um you know with considering Twitch, right, even with the cast, we didn't talk about it, mm-hmm. right, but but that was present in everything that we were doing. We, we, right. we know about it, and that was, you know, uh, and, it is, and it is present in who we, you know, the idea of presenting this work is kind of like, in a sense, in honoring all of those Twitches, mm-hmm. right, who have felt that they couldn't express, who have felt that they they couldn't be themselves, who have felt that they they, they, they didn't have a place to, to place their pain, their trauma, their hurt. They didn't have a place to do that. And can we create an environment, a society, a, a world in which people feel that they can do that, that that is available for them? Yeah. yeah. And it's
0: sad that even still, to this day, it's not something that many Black men feel safe to do.
1: Right.
0: Um, whether it be with their friends or their partner, wife, mother, yeah. sister, they just don't feel that, that that safe space. And then that makes me say, we, you know, as as Black women, need to kind of take a second look at ourselves because it's wow. like, why don't these men feel safe? Especially, yeah. I mean, son different relations but especially husbands and boyfriends um and sons it's like this is somebody that you lay in bed with every night yeah and share your life with every night every day why does this person not feel safe and comfortable enough to come to you and share that most vulnerable part with them in part it's because they were taught not to
1: absolutely
0: what are you not giving
1: so so much of it that they were taught not to right Mm -hmm. and but also you were taught they that they do not do that right Mm -hmm. as women you were taught that this man doesn't do that and Mm -hmm. so you like there needs to be a like a mutual breaking down of that stereotype or that that idea the man needs to understand that he can but the women and the partners in their lives have to understand that him doing so does not make him weak because right. in so many instances I've seen like oh well you know well you're acting like this don't be like that you know mm-hmm. like like you, you expect like the idea that you expect the man to be stoic and hard and and and, yeah. and and carry these things in this way but him being emotional now 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 you feel like oh well, I, I need to be the only one that's being emotional in in the relationship you know mm-hmm. and so if you do that and you present that then then how is the man supposed to continue in the space right so That's i think right. there yeah so i think there is this um uh you know and it, i never want to put the onus and the weight on on black women because there's mm-hmm. enough there's enough weight on the, <laughs> on the shoulders of black women already mm-hmm. right however i think i don't think of it as You know, black women. I think of it as as human beings, Mm -hmm. and so as human beings, how are we making sure that we are available and 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 uh, creating a space for the people that we care about? And so, you know, whether you're a black woman, white woman, Hispanic woman, a black man, whomever it is, right? How are you creating a space that feels available? How are you doing that? If you're so like, you know, and and sometimes we don't we don't really realize the small micro things that we do right when somebody says the thing and then our face scrunches up or we roll our eyes or we like well really that's how you feel like you know any any of those things right so how how far those things actually you know go into impacting how a person you know reacts and acts and and you know navigates through the experience. And so like, if you do that, then, okay, then I'm going to, sh- I might shut down. And I'm, I feel like I, well, I can't really be that open with you because yeah. you're going to, I'm going to get that response. And so how, how are we just showing up for, for the people that we say we care about and we love, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like almost to some extent, like we get, you get like one shot, like you get one chance. Cause like, if they come to you and they try, to To open up or be vulnerable or share something, and your reaction response is off. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not coming back, and not they're not coming back to you. But chances are, you've just tarnished them from coming to anybody.
1: Yeah.
0: After that, so we you we definitely yeah. need to be more conscious of that.
1: Yeah, and also though, like you know, again, again, I don't want to blame black women because again, a man has to be what has to be mature enough, even if if in that moment. That particular woman does not receive it. You can't just be like, "Well, that's all people." I can't do that, right? So there is a level of maturity, emotional maturity that we have to be able to have, emotional intelligence, you know, that we got to be able to have. And so it isn't like you know, I don't want to just absolve black men of, of any responsibility at all. Absolutely, like, we gotta, we gotta, we <laughs> have to be, we gotta do work. We have to do right. the work to to be better, and that includes being, you know, honest and open and seeking therapy and and doing you know work and meditating and mindfulness and and all the things and whatever it is to be a better you, right because you can't you can't be a better partner a better husband or father or friend if you're not a better you so you gotta do that work
0: absolutely it takes both it takes both sides like we all gotta do the work to heal from from our traumas and breaking these ill thought out you know traits and characteristics that have been instilled in us and i mean i've seen i've seen mothers like yell at their kids four five six year old boys like stop crying man up i'm like man up he's four like how how much more of a man like man up to what but we keep instilling that and making it seem like that's not manly, or that's not you know right. man. Right. And truthfully, I'm like, I feel like that is the epitome of of manhood is being able to be okay and comfort in who you are enough to be able to share your emotions and your feelings and be vulnerable. And I'm like, do you not understand what you're I creating. Mean, you
1: feel like you feel like that, but. So many others don't, right? Oh, so that's I'm, an ele- I'm aware. That's that, that's an elevated perspective. So many others don't feel like that, and that is, and that was, that's what perpetuates that cycle, right? Yeah. You know, like, like from I mean, I, again, I remember you know being eight years old and falling, and and you know somebody telling me don't don't cry like a bee, right? You know what I'm saying? Don't cry right. like a bee. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's like that's then that's it. And so from right. my my young, my age, at like years ago, that's still the same thing that's happening today right Mm -hmm. because we feel that there is a way that a man has to act and that way is seeped in toxic masculinity right you gotta be this and and rough and tough and grabbing your nuts and you know whatever it is right you gotta be that part all brolic and this and you know what i'm saying like like all this stuff so you know and that is that is present you know amongst men boys but it's very present amongst women and, and mm-hmm. girls, right? And so, like, this is like, and when, and who they try to raise their children to be, who they choose as partners, and mm-hmm. all these different things. And so, it's all it is just deeply embedded. And so, it's like it's a cultural shift that needs to happen.
0: Absolutely, and I'm yeah. I'm thankful for your play because I feel like that is it is it is a an open opening door to breaking that. Cycle and I feel like sometimes people don't recognize the change needs to happen until you turn the mirror around and they're like, Oh, oh, that's me. Yeah. I did that. That's how yeah. I act. It's like, yeah. yes, this is this is this is what your actions have created. Yeah. Like all of what you did helped create this. So stop doing this, and maybe we can stop this from happening. Um yeah. Um yeah it's i mean so do do we have is there is there talks and possibilities of running this one back
1: so yeah actually you know um i hope we can do this i hope we can figure out some ways to get it into schools mm-hmm. you know into university spaces and do some things like and to take it you on know, into different communities you know mm-hmm. outside of south florida as well so hopefully, like, I got like hopefully like, I I've had some, you know, and it's only been a couple of days, but like a couple of preliminary conversations. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, to get some people on to support because to do that takes money. So you know, it, it's, it's always a thing. And uh, but like I would like I think I think that this particular show is is important enough where people should support it yep. to be able to take it into communities and to be able to you know do things that um, but just just to You know even like to do it more in in south florida Mm -hmm. to do it more um so that people have more of an opportunity so hopefully people you know we if we remounted other folks and people you know like yourselves and other folks can get the help get the word out to get people in the space that they can um they can experience it because i think it is an important entry into some conversations that need to really happen
0: absolutely absolutely I'm in full support. I mean, I was over here like, how do I get snippets of this play so I can send it to Tyler Perry? I was like, <laughs> I was like, because it just it just needs to be it needs to be on a bigger stage because yeah. I feel like it needs to reach a bigger audience. Um, it is a it is a well needed and superbly overdue conversation that needs. You know, to
1: be Tyler. Do you know Tyler. Do you know him. Do you know him? that's your own boy.
0: Listen. I don't know him but let me tell you something about me <laughs> i don't know him but i will find out who walks his dog and where he goes dog to the groomer and i'm listen i don't care it's just certain okay, things listen, just, find,
1: find it out let's go let's make it happen <laughs> listen
0: let's him oprah gail
1: him Oprah, gail, let's whoever. Let's i don't care all <laughs> of them
0: like we need oh. to get this it needs to be on we need to get it on netflix and hulu and yep. and Ruku and wherever we can stream it and get it out there for it to be seen because it is something that needs to be seen. I feel like black men need to see something that says, I see you. Yeah. I understand what you're going through. You're not alone in what you're going through. And also to kind of say, you're not, it's not your fault.
1: Do you know 100%. what I mean? Like yeah. what
0: you went through, your trauma, it's not yeah. your fault.
1: Yeah. It um, it isn't all your fault. Like I, I you know, again, I, I, it right. like I say that, right, because I think it isn't all your fault. Right. So I think we need to understand the genesis of some of the, the ways that we behave and think. Right. Right. That's the genesis. Um, well, I
0: think I'm also meant that the trauma you went through is
1: not the your trauma. Fault. The trauma isn't your fault.
0: Right. That's what I meant.
1: Like you know, if that trauma happened at eight years old and you're 40 years old, right? If and if you haven't you if you haven't sought out some some help if you haven't sought out right. avenues to deal with that trauma like you know at this at this point you know what i'm saying like we gotta understand like we can figure that we can we need to work right. on this thing you know what i'm saying right. you know what i'm saying so i think that's the thing and so i think that's why like it's both those things that are in the show right it is like hey this this trauma isn't your fault and there are avenues for you to to help deal with this particular trauma exactly yeah yeah
0: so I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm here to support it. I am. It, it it was it's there's no words I really can explain that I can put together to express how impactful. That was. Well, you got to
1: work on those words, Mel, because you need those words to tell the people so that they can support. So if you don't have the words you. then you're gonna be just like, oh my god, it was great. And, you know, well, listen, like,
0: I'm an author. So like if I when I have to write it and send the letters, it's gonna be there.
1: Just okay. right
0: now. Okay. I'm i I'm still I'm still in the hype. It's only been a couple of days. Okay. So I'm All still right. you know, I'm All still right. on high from it. Okay, okay. Um, but I mean it it's the level of generational trauma mm-hmm. and 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 cultural stigma that this play has the ability to change mm-hmm. is intermodal. It, it's, it's, it's a conversation with all the TV shows and all the movies and all the things that we see. I have yet to see something that has approached these issues in the manner that it was approached through this play and depicted the way that it was to, for it to land because I've seen stuff happen and it's mm. like mm, but it it doesn't land um and yeah. I think part of that yeah. one is it being a live play versus on TV something about sure. you know theatrical live you know theatrical right. shows you feel it have you a feel different it, you impact. feel it
1: differently. yeah yeah
0: it's in the moment yeah. and
1: Absolutely. you don't have
0: time to re- to to prepare for your reaction there's no like pause yeah. wait I me mean, it's there so you go with it. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful and I' I'm, and I'm grateful that you were obedient in your calling and doing this and putting this together um, because it, it was it was amazing.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate it. I, I, everything you just said, I appreciate all of it. I, I'm glad you were there to, to be a part of this in the space, right? Because every theatrical production is a conversation. Mm -hmm. and so and it's between the audience and the the people on the stage and so like you know it was it's a unique experience and so i'm glad that you were there to be a part of that specific evening and um yeah like you know i'll be looking forward to like what you send over to oprah and stedman and and gail to see and see what get things popping
0: send me these clips i'm 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 on it i'm on it (laughs)
1: um any
0: any final words you want to share with um with our viewers, anything you want to share about, with them about the play, about what else you have going on. I definitely want you to share with them where they can go and support Arts Prevail Project because that in itself is, um, you know, I have a passion for the arts. You know, I did my scholarship a few years ago. So, you know, I have a passion for the arts in in its entirety within, you know, the, the Black community because it's so often overshadowed um and uh, and and not appreciated for what it does for our kids um so let them know i mean anything more about the play what you have going on and then how you support yeah
1: so a few things right so one like we're i mean we're having conversations about you know producing the play some more throughout south florida so be on the lookout for for that um we did a recording of it, but i need to see i need to see what that how that turns out so that may be available for people to kind of check online and, and check it out but we'll see i got to make sure that it came out in, in in a in a way that feels authentic to the actual production and not just like a like a bootleg recording like like Gosh. it should be good. it should be good but i, I don't i, I got to make sure okay. um yeah so we we're, we're doing a um like a festival in in, in april so We'll love people to support that bring out bring, come out check out you know it's a literary and literacy festival and for lauderdale if you're in, if you're in the south florida area come through authors and everything um and to support what we're doing with our prevails project you can check us out on online it's art and all through social media uh, myself is darius daughtry check that out you know um, yeah just you know and support is like this is just, if you don't have a whole bunch of money to give that's cool but like support by like just following and seeing what we're doing showing up at our you know experiences that we have letting people know that this exists and um you know that's that that becomes more support for us and we appreciate you
0: awesome y'all heard it please make sure y'all go out and support darius in our project it is an amazing organization um, and as you know, the diamond Riders we are founded on a literary and literature group. So, you know, this is something that we care about. So please make sure you go out and support him. Um, I definitely need that info about this festival because over here at the diamond Riders we got books and anthologies and podcasts and, you know, blogs and all of that. So definitely okay. let me know and I will, I will oh, rally, sure. rally my troops and have them come on in, um. But again, I want to thank you for taking time out of your immensely busy schedule (laughs) to hop on here and talk about um, the play. I appreciate you coming on here. Um, I'll be seeing you on January 15th. Inside plug. Don't worry about that, guys. Um, (laughs) um, But again, thank you so much um, for for joining and sharing. And thank Thank you for sharing your gifts. Um, and your talents, and for being obedient in your calling, um, it's it's working.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. You're welcome.
0: Thank you. Well, I will bid you a good night, and I'll give my final thoughts to the audience. All right?
1: All right, peace, Mel. Appreciate you.
0: Bye. No problem. Uh oh. All right, guys. So um, I thank you all for tuning in and for being a part of this much needed um, conversation. Um, it's a conversation that's just beginning. And we need to continue these type of conversations. We need to continue um, bringing these things to light to help heal um, our community, to help grow, um, and to help break these generational cycles that continuously hold us back um, and traumatize us Um, and cause us extended years of pain and anguish um, that we don't have to go through. So my final thoughts to you are check on the people in your life, not just the men or, or the women, but check on all the people in your life. Ask the important questions. When you ask someone, how are you, give them time to actually answer. Don't just ask it in passing and brush through it. If you ask someone, how are you, genuinely care about how they're doing and give them that space to really share with you how they are. Um, And if they give you the, the generic cliche, I'm okay or I'm fine, and you feel that it's not, don't necessarily push if you don't feel so inclined. But let them know that if they need to talk and if they need to share, that you are there to listen to them. You never know what that might do for somebody that day um, to feel like somebody cares to feel like somebody's listening to feel like they are heard so step outside of yourself Um, step outside of what you know and what you see and dig a little deeper Um, it's not always what it seems sometimes there's underlying stuff there's underlying traumas there's underlying cancers that are infecting and penetrating through what you see on the surface. So I appreciate you all for tuning in today. Um, I I can't express to you how much this show today meant to me because going to that play was so impactful. Um, Again, I wanna thank my guest Darius Daughtry for coming on and sharing with you um, his viewpoints and what inspired him to write such a a great play. Um, Please, please, please go out, support and follow Arts Art Art Prevails Project. Um, It is an amazing art uh, nonprofit organization um, that deals with theater, music, dance, poetry, literature. I mean, you name it, he has stuff for these young um, budding art enthusiasts, um, and many of them, majority of them, are young men and women of color. So let's support them and let them know that. Um, their artistic outlet is important. So please make sure you go and visit their website, visit their Instagram and and Facebook and support them in any way that you can. That's it for me tonight. Um, Everyone have an amazing holiday weekend. Um, Merry Christmas to all. Happy Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of the holidays, uh, whatever it is that you celebrate. um, I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week and weekend. We will be here next Wednesday for another episode of Hustle and Shine Podcast. I am your girl Mel V. Thank you again. And remember, unfortunately, sometimes the truth hurts. Y'all be blessed. Good night. And continue Remember to always hustle and shine bye y'all.